0: What does motion sound like? With Kizikans Free Shoes, it sounds a little something like this. Experience the magic of motion. Get a free pair of socks with your first order at kizikcom slash socks.
1: Now, 630 Chad presents The Elks This
0: Week close-up look at the Elks
1: and the Canadian Football League. Every
0: week we take you inside the game from the voice of the Edmonton Elks 6.30 chair. Here's Morley Scott.
2: Let's light this rocket. We are underway on a beautiful day here in Edmonton for the Elks and the Red Blacks. Here's Trey Ford takes the snap, takes the drop back. He's waiting. He's pumping once. Now he's taken off. He's now across there. the 10. He's across the 5. The deuce is loose. Touchdown, Elks! Straight forward into the end zone. He'll take the first pie out of the oven, and the Elks take a 6 1 lead. And Dean Faithful out to uh, salvage three points here. This one is up and through, so Faithful is good. And it's a 10 4 lead now for the Elks over the Ottawa Red Blacks. Ford in the pocket, trying to dance around, rolls to the left side now, and goes deep down the field. And that's complete oh inside the 40, and still on his feet and heading to the end zone at the five, and it's. Touchdown Edmonton. Geno Lewis with the touchdown and the Elks with a last spin of TV in the first half. What a play by Geno Lewis. The big man's under center now. He'll dive over the line. And up Edmonton. Touchdown Elks. Taylor Cornelius has his fifth. Touchdown of the season and the Elks have a 23-5 lead. Field goal is good from 38 yards. The Elks increase their lead to 27-8. Team Faithful going to attempt a 29-yard field goal. It is up and it's through. Team Faithful makes it 30-14. Home losing streak. See yourself out. The fans are on their feet. The score clock reads 0. I got good news and I got bad news. The good news is the losing streak at home is over. The bad news, next week you got to pay for your tickets. 30 to 20. The Elks have won a home game. They defeat the Ottawa Redblacks, second straight win and they're heading to Calgary for Labor Day now and such a big important football game.
3: There you go. How was that, Edmonton? Did you uh, enjoy that yesterday afternoon and into the evening? It was a long time coming, that's for sure. The Elks and that miserable 22-game home losing streak, finally winning one at Commonwealth Stadium. Uh, The official attendance is listed at just under 24,000. Most people will say there wasn't that many there, but I'll tell you what, if you were there, you were having fun. What a great atmosphere it was uh, last night at Commonwealth Stadium. Uh, The scene on the field after the game was terrific as well. Uh, There were more fans than usual down on the turf running around and enjoying themselves. Uh, They were allowed to stay out there longer than usual and then some players started coming out of the dressing room and started to converse with them and sign autographs. It was just a great scene last night at Commonwealth Stadium. Uh, The Elks defeat the Ottawa Red Blacks to end uh, the long, long home losing streak and maybe in the littler picture uh, it's two wins in a row now for this club as they have started to turn the corner possibly. All going back to that Winnipeg game three weeks ago, Trey Ford's first start, built the 22-0 lead but then could not hang on to it and lost to the best team uh, in the Canadian Football League, the Winnipeg Blue Bombers, but they got some confidence from that game. Something got them going in that game. I think they sat in their lockers in the dressing room at the end of the game and said, we hung with this team a really good team for a long time. Uh, Then they went to Hamilton and won there 24-10 and then last night winners over Ottawa 30-20. So yeah, things are rolling for the Edmonton Elks right now and I know we can't get too Excited because it's only two wins. They're two and nine, and they're still has a. They got a lot of work to do if they're going to stay or get into the playoff race. They've got to catch three teams. That being uh, two teams in the East and one team in the West, or they have to catch a couple of teams in the West. Saskatchewan sits at five and five. They were in third place uh, over in the East. Four is the mark. Hamilton won their fourth game of the season uh, this weekend. A surprise win for them as they beat the BC Lions in Vancouver. Uh, Ottawa sits at three wins. The Elks. At two. Next up, though, it's the Calgary Stampeders, who are one win ahead of the Elks. And, of course, the next two games are against Calgary. uh, The Labor Day Classic Series, uh, one week from tonight, we'll be right in the midst of it, one week from tonight, because it's a 5 o'clock start for the game uh, this year on Labor Day, which is uh, vastly different. Usually it's 2.30, sometimes it's been earlier in the day, uh, but a 5 o'clock start for this one. So I know it's tough. A lot of people I've talked to already have said they're not making the trip to Calgary this year because it's too late. Late to get home, but the league wanted it for television reasons. Television's always to blame when you're wondering why a game starts at a certain time. So uh, it'll be a five o'clock start. We'll of course have it for you here on six thirty, Chad. Whether you're back home in Edmonton or whether you're on the highway and coming home from the long weekend, the final weekend of the summer before uh, everything kind of gets back to normal on Tuesday of next week. Uh, Lots to talk about tonight. We're going to bring in Blake Dermott a little bit uh, later on uh, tonight. Uh, I mentioned with Reed uh, when I was talking to him about 10 minutes ago or so that I had a discussion today with Logan Kilgore. Do you remember Logan Kilgore? He was the guy who uh, was at quarterback the last time the Elks won a football game at home. He was playing that game because Trevor Harris was hurt. And if you'll recall, that was the game where he got tackled, uh, hit hard, and he bit his tongue, and there was blood all over the place, and he posted out a pitcher uh, post-game about when the, with the blood coming out of his mouth and off his tongue. Real gutsy, gritty performance by him that night. I reached out to him. I was trying to get him to come on the show tonight, but as I mentioned with Reed, uh, he, he just doesn't have time right now. He's an assistant coach with the Denver Broncos right now, uh, of course, working with Sean Payton, and uh, they're in uh, personnel meetings for the next couple of days. Cutdown is uh, coming up, but he says, "I'm always following the league and pulling for my former teammates and coaches." Edmonton was a special place. Uh, And if it wasn't for COVID, my wife and I would have enjoyed a few more years playing there. Uh, Cheers and talk soon. So that's from uh, Logan Kilgore. So we're going to try and get him on. Uh, Interesting to talk to him a little bit. He's one of the quarterback coaches with the Broncos. Working with Sean Payton's got to be pretty cool. Uh, Working with Russell Wilson's got to be pretty cool as well. So uh, that's for maybe a couple of weeks down the road if he has time. I know coaches are so busy, especially at the start of the season, that we'll try and get that rolling. So that's that. Uh, Another tweet I kind of wanted to uh, bring to your attention uh, a little bit was a tweet uh, that uh, came from uh, Victor Qui, the uh, past president and CEO of the uh, Edmonton Elks and uh, uh, a classy tweet from him yesterday is uh, after the game he, he reached out and congratulated uh, everyone. I'm so incredibly happy for the players, fans, coaches and staff who've been working hard for this win. Congratulations. Hashtag feels awesome. So that's nice to see uh, from Victor Qui and uh, his tenure ends and they to in a row i don't think there's any connection there but uh that's the the situation so the elks have won a couple in a row and uh are now getting set for the uh, calgary stampeders uh put out a tweet. I, I want to read some responses I got from a tweet that I uh, that I put out uh, earlier today as well, because uh, a lot of folks have been concerned that they've been going to games for a long time and they did not want to miss this game whenever the Elks uh, were winners again. So I put out the question today. Anybody out there that was at all 22 losses, and was at the game last night. Or how about being at all 22 losses, and you were not at the game last night? Got some neat responses. I'll uh, I'll go over uh, a couple of them here. Oh, I just lost them on my screen, but I will uh, I will get to them. I got some uh, some neat responses from some people, which was uh, which was kind of neat. A lot of people have been hanging in there, and I I think that's great news. Uh, the hardcore fan has been there and has been there for uh, the ride. There's no doubt about that. So here's uh, here's some of the responses. I got from from Coach Vic, who, if you follow Coach Vic on social media, you've learned he's got the great inspirational game day uh, speeches that he posts on every Elks game day. I missed two games in the time frame. Was there last night? The final two minutes were electric. Had a bit of a 2015 Western Final feel to it. It was awesome. Uh, Chantel Miller, who I know is a long time season ticket holder, I was in attendance for all 22 games and saw the glorious win last night Chris, I believe I saw them all I don't remember missing a game in that stretch Superfan Mike says, I was there for all of them last night, felt pretty damn sweet. Uh, Game day, baby. Been there for all of them, baby. Uh, It felt nice. Crowd was great. Players felt what it was like to feed off the crowd. The crowd was tremendous last night. We'll hear a little bit later on something from Chris Jones on the crowd last night as well. From uh, PT Mark, Uh, these kids have been here for all 22 and were there last night. They almost lost my daughter. Uh, The smile tells you the win says it all. The W says it all. So uh, that's that. Uh, And uh, one one more for you. Uh, maybe two more. Silver says, uh, was at the game and have been to every game since the 2003 West Final. Uh, the buzz behind Ford has been a big lift to the team and the fans, uh, but a uh, big change has been in the play calling. It's night and day. Now with Jarius Jackson and uh, Steve Benassi says, I think I missed three games over the 22 losses. That was my phobia, not being there for the victory. Hashtag miss a victory phobia is real. And uh, Kona and Piper say, uh, yep. Uh, and it was so awesome to be there yesterday. So uh, it was great for the fans. It was a, a tremendous night for the fans and I'm so happy for all of them. Uh, uh, we have guys, fans who come by our booth uh, after every game and they, they give us a thumbs up uh, and they, they, they wave at us and say hi. Uh, but there's never a smile on their faces, uh, or at least there hasn't been for a long time. Last night I saw a lot of those same people come by and they had big smiles on their faces and they were having a great time. So it's great to see. I know It's only two wins. It's only one win at home, uh, but it's good. It's good. It feels good to, 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 to watch this team again, and it feels exciting. Uh, they're making plays. They're doing things that they haven't done uh, for a long time, and uh, it's got everybody I think looking forward to the next game, and the next game, of course, is a big one. Uh, one week from tonight, uh, the Labor Day Classic uh, coming up at, in Calgary. Five o'clock start uh, for that one. want to hear uh, from one guy from the dressing room last night we talked to. Him. There's two players on this team who have been on the team throughout the entire streak, and uh, they are a Scott Hutter and Tanner Green. We talked to Tanner Green last night on the post game show and he talked about it. it's so nice to get rewarded.
0: I,
2: I think that that's the best part of it. Like you, you guys know, I've, I've been through a lot of turnover here over the last few years. A lot of uh, a lot of players have, have had a really hard time when you know you start putting the losses together. You you start kind of not not believing in yourself anymore. And I think that is the big difference with this team that we have here. Not once, not once after a loss or even after last week's win did we change what we were doing. We constantly came in, we worked hard, uh, we played for each other. And and I think
0: it's going to pay off uh, as we go down the stretch here.
3: Lacombe's very own Tanner Green, fullback for the Edmonton Alex, one of two guys who've been on the team since 2019 and who were in the lineup the last time the team won at home. Scott Hutter is the other one. All right. When we come back, uh, we're going to hear from inside the Elks dressing room post-game and Coach Chris Jones talking to the team and his message to the team after the game. Then we'll talk to Blake Dermott. That's coming up next uh, on 630, Chad. You're listening to the Elks this week.
0: Now, more football talk on the Elks this week. Here's Morley Scott on the voice of the Edmonton Elks, 630 Chad.
3: I know you got the headphones on down there and uh, you're focused on what you're doing, but uh, I don't know how much you notice the crowd, especially in the fourth quarter, but uh, they're also enjoying this a lot and they were pretty impactful tonight.
1: There's there's absolutely no doubt. I don't know how many fans are listening or whatever, but you don't know how how that matters. I mean uh, the players, they, they hear you, they see you, and uh, that we're so appreciative of, uh, of, of folks riding with us, you know, ride or die essentially, you know, I mean, and They're here for us, and and it was just a really outstanding crowd tonight.
3: There you have it right from the coach. If you were there last night, you did your job. And if you weren't there last night, you can do your job uh, on uh, the return Labor Day match game, which goes uh, a week from Saturday. And it will be the Elks and of course the Calgary Stampeders. Head to GoElks.com for all your ticket information on that. Uh, We're going to talk with Blake Dermott coming up in uh, in just a moment, but first I want to go Chris Jones told us that on the post-game show. That was just uh, a few moments after uh, he had this conversation in the dressing room with his players. And again, uh, the Edmonton Elks uh, social media department does such great job capturing uh, capturing behind the scenes moments like this this is chris jones talking to the team post game last night
1: i can't tell you man how how damn proud I am. man that's a great great team win great job a lot of adversity in the fourth quarter came did what we had to do there in the last three four five minutes outstanding job Remember how you're feeling right now, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Remember this, like we did last week in Hamilton. File that away in your brain. Think about how hard you just played, and know we've got other opportunities down this stretch to play just like that. We control what's going on. Everybody's training? Ain't yeah, yeah. nobody outside here. It's all the people within this ball. All right, a couple of items of business. Golf tomorrow. Got a handle this right here. 317 passing. No ways. One touchdown. And 74 rushing. Uh, 396 total, two tugs.
2: to play together way to play four quarters yes sir
1: again
3: this should feel normal for us
1: right let's go elks on three
0: one two three
3: There's the takeaway quote from Trey Ford. This should feel normal to us. All right, let's uh, bring in Blake Dermott now, who uh, joined us on the Elks this week. Uh, Blake, man, I-, I know it's only two wins, and I know it's uh, the first win at home in a long time, but, man, everybody's in such a good mood for the last 24 hours, and uh, and, and Elks fans are, uh, and people around the team are having fun again, which is great to see.
0: Well, and, and we've talked about this for, for months, it seems, that uh, – this is all that was one win was going to lead to more wins and people were going to start to feel different once they started to win. And the, you know, the, the thing that cures everything is winning. <laughs> we we had a real simple old saying is that God winning is so much better than losing. You know, it's, just, <laughs> it just, it's basic, you know, but it's true, right? <laughs> exactly. And, uh, and good on them for for the you know the effort because as Coach Jones said there um, they they did have some adversity there in that last few minutes and uh, you know they gave up a touchdown and then and then got the short kick and you know things are starting to uh, it was it would, it looked like they were going to make it a lot closer than they needed to but they hung in there and uh, they had a great effort over the course of the uh, the game so many stats they just basically controlled the game and everything and and uh, uh, it was good to see them with a lot of smiling faces and a lot of. And I said this a couple times last night on the broadcast. It was fun to see that at the end of the game, everybody was still there. There wasn't a single person that left early. Not like it, we've been we've been watching over the last uh, last uh, little while. It seems like the game was over with minutes to go and people were gone. And uh, but last night, it was fun. And and you even commented. People forgot how to get out. out of the stadium. (laughs) Yeah, I I
3: mean, it was great because there was way more people on the field post-game at the on-field party and they let them stay a lot longer than they normally do and the players came out and talked so it was a pretty good scene. Now, all that being said, we obviously, we can't get too far ahead of ourselves, right? There are, they're a two and nine football team, uh, and they're still in last place, and they still have a lot of work to do. Talk to me a little bit about what you see developing and, and how far it can go this season. I know they're probably laying some groundwork, especially with Trey Ford, for maybe 2024, but how far can you see this going this season?
0: Well, this season is a little bit of a um, um, I don't know. Like I, I I can't figure it out when you when the the Elks go into Hamilton and, and and beat Hamilton, beat Hamilton, you know, pretty good, and then Hamilton comes out and beats BC, and BC is one of the premier teams in the league. Like it just it really has shown that that uh, this year that and 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 how Edmonton had dominated Winnipeg for the whole first half, and, and it took Winnipeg until seven minutes ago in the in the game when they played them to, to beat uh, the Elks. So, I really truly believe, you know, it's that old cliche: anybody can beat anybody on any given day. But I, I just think that there, as the season goes on, as the, you know, the, the injuries start to compound, and as the wear and tear starts to happen on teams, uh, the teams that are that are behind are going to improve a heck of a lot more than the teams that are in front. And so, when you talk about how far this can go, I mean, your fingers crossed that the the, the are coming back to the the uh, Saturday game with uh, tied with Calgary and an opportunity for a big crowd, and and who knows what can happen from them? You know, even even if they go into Calgary and play Calgary really tight and then they don't win, I mean, that's still that opportunity for for uh, in them to have a big crowd coming back and. And, uh, and I think that, and we've seen this, that they, they played well against some of the good teams, and, and uh, now they're starting to believe that they can play well all the time. You know? uh, they're, they're starting to believe that, and, and there's nothing more powerful than belief, and, and I, uh, that's, that's the thing. When you ask how far it can go, I don't know. Uh, can they make the playoffs? Yeah, possibly. Um, and, but if, and if they continue to play like they've done the last two weeks, I think it's a, it's a real possibility.
3: It's gonna be fun to find out. That's for sure. We we got about a, a little over a minute left here, Blake. I want to ask you. Uh, the news broke just before uh, yesterday's game got underway. The passing of Rich Stubler at the age of 74. Uh, long, like I mean, he's a CFL lifer. He's a, he coached for many many teams and he had many go rounds with many teams. Uh, three go rounds with the Edmonton Elks uh, or, or uh, the Edmonton Football Team. Um, did you how, how much did uh, did your uh, path cross with uh, Rich Stubler while he was coaching?
0: Well, you know, when, when uh, um, after I'd retired, um, I um, was involved with Stuart Park Minor Football for a long, long time, and I was the coaching coordinator for the Pee Wees and Adams and Phantom. And, Bantam. and uh, so, um, I I felt that one of the things that we needed to do uh, was have a coaching clinic. And I got a hold of the, uh, at, that, at that time, the Eskimo organization. And every one of the coaches volunteered and came out and, and went through a, a full day uh, of clinics for for all of these, you know, parents and fathers and mothers that wanted to coach. And Rich Stubler was front and center with that. And he loved it. And, uh, you know, there was classrooms of eight, ten guys. And, and there was... Uh, coaches from other organizations like Millwoods came out and we invited coaches from high school and stuff to come to this clinic and, and these coaches did it for free and created books and manuals for them and, and as I said, Rich Stubler was one of the leading guys uh, he was just, he was such a good guy for uh, developing football in Canada and uh, and certainly here in Edmonton and I'll never forget you know, the, the one thing he said, the number one thing to remember as a, as a defensive coach you discover what the offense wants to do what they do best and your number one focus is, is to take that away because most offensive coaches can't get to page two. And I've never forgotten that. <laughs> so
3: yeah, Very good. Very good. Yeah, he was a great guy to be around, a great storyteller, knew so much about uh, the game and uh, obviously uh, has left his mark. The best quote I heard about him, uh, somebody said, if you were a player for Rich Stubler, that meant your life was better and your career was better. And I think those are pretty good words to say about a guy who was your coach. Uh, Blake, uh, thanks very much for your time tonight. Appreciate it. We'll, uh, we'll see you the ballpark whenever that is okay
0: all right thanks a lot morley
3: all right that is our inside the game analyst uh, blake dermot elks coming off a win they'll be in calgary on labor day one week from tonight uh, so there's no show in a week but there will be an elks this week on tuesday of next week thanks to kellen kennedy who was the studio producer tonight thanks to blake dermot as well uh, my name is morley scott i'll see you tomorrow morning on this morning with daryl mcintyre have a great night everybody